This is CliffCentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and CliffCentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed or implied. Law. Like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life. With Gary Hertzberg on CliffCentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg and this is The Laws of Life on CliffCentral.com. Alongside me today, Lionel Makokotlelo. Welcome, Lions. Dumela Gary and Dumela to our podcasters and our guests today. It's uh, at this time of year and in particular that the public is warned not to become too relaxed or remain vig- and, and to remain vigilant. Mm-hmm. It's a time when criminals are lurking and are ready to pounce. It's a time when we really need, as Sabrick says, to wise up and watch out. And sadly, there are skellums out there that are ready to rip you off. Because I'm coming. I'm coming. Yes, I'm coming to rip you off. I'm going to take all your money. <laughs> DJ Gary Hatzberg is in the house. Listen, lines, it may be a little cheesy, this one, but people like cheese sometimes. Don't you like cheese on pizzas or do you Mm, have focaccia? I do, but I'm watching my figure. There you go. Lionel's <laughs> got to look good on the beaches in, uh, in Bikini. December. The latest uh, cli- uh, crime trends lines are scary and often highly sophisticated. And we know that there are people out there that are trying to get our money and we just got to be extremely careful. The person who has her finger on the pulse and knows where the skeletons are lurking this Christmas season is the CEO of the South African Bank Information, a risk information center known as SAB. It's the fabulous. The fabulous Kalyani Pile. Welcome again to you, Kalyani. Thank you, Gary, and hi, Lionel. Hello. Mind hello. you, want to describe what Kalyani's wearing today, or is it off point? <laughs> no, no, no. She is, she's always on point. I love her chain. She's got this uh, black and uh, black and white uh, coat, uh, which goes. I don't know if that's beige. Well, what do you, what color is that called? Oh, it's a mustard. Are you see, <laughs> colorblind gay person. Oh, oh Lance, yeah. you should know these things. I'm so ashamed of I'll myself. i tell you what you do know is our Twitter handle, which you may want to give out. Like. It, it's Hetzlaw, H-E-R-T-Z-L-A-W. Our Facebook page, The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg. Have a look and give us a like if you don't mind. We are partnered today uh, in collaboration with Legal Talk South Africa. Certainly. And uh, they have 142,000 members, the biggest, one of the biggest groups in South Africa. And it was 130 last, about three weeks ago, yes. and it's 142. Amazing. Amazing, Grace. They are always great. I mean, this partnership is actually going places. And we need to constantly push him. Kalyani, the motto of Sabric for this year is, and I quote, beware a skellum is lurking this Christmas season. It's a sad reality, is it not? Unfortunately, it is, Gary. And, you know, we, we decided this year in, in, in uh, well, actually last year, we started with the skellum 
initiative. And we thought that we'd, you know, sort of take the boredom out of keep saying to people, don't do this and don't do that. So we, we launched, uh, hashtag Skellum in April last year and it's been going quite well. Uh, you know, trying to alert the South African public, particularly bank customers, uh, to all the different tricks and scams of Skellum. And of course, we, through hashtag Skellum, we sort of speak as if you, we are the, the criminal. You know, it gives people an opportunity to get inside the mind of criminals. Um, and of course, in the, in the few characters that we allowed, uh, on, on Twitter, we, we able to convey some of that, those messages. So certainly we'd encourage everybody to follow, uh, hashtag Skellum, uh, to get some tips, but also to follow us, um, on the Sabric, uh, Twitter account. Kaldiani, well. you, mm. you may or may not believe the story. I have a connection, a business connection. He's a CA, SA, a chartered accountant. He was telling me, he said, Gary, the other day I, Needed assistance at an ATM. I didn't know what was going on. There was a guy standing around there and I, I nearly asked and he wanted to help me and I nearly asked him and I had listened to your show and there's, there's a lady there from the, from the banking stuff. He said to me and it rang in my ears and I didn't use the person and I walked off away from the queue and I went back to my office and so on. So there you go. You're making well, that, a difference. Well, that's you great. See. That's yeah. great. But you know what happens is very often it's an emotional thing. People, you know, you go there, you want to get money. And if you don't, you see somebody who looks sort of as if they could be someone who would want to help you. They don't have what we traditionally would perceive to be someone who looks like they're going to rob us. Uh, and unfortunately, that's what the uh, the perpetrators play on, you know, your emotions. And so I'm glad that somebody's at least taken no, well, people, the people point. are listening to you. Let's talk about something we haven't touched on before it's deposit scams yes. uh, how does this occur so so what happens here gary and, and i think importantly also just to point out again is that the banks actually don't lose any money here and and, and the bank customer can't put a claim in uh, with the bank but the banks feel that it's really important to alert bank customers about it because you know they don't want anybody to lose money so what happens here is that there's various scenarios, of course, uh, but just to give you an example. So so sometimes what the perpetrators do uh, is that they, of course, pick their victims. They decide that they want to try and get some money out, out of a particular person or a company, and they would um, order goods um, if goods are, are advertised, you know, whether in the newspaper, whether online, um, and they would then uh, offer to purchase. They would then take all the bank account details, make a deposit, and I say the deposit in inverted commas, mm. um, and then send you proof of payment. Now, they're so smart in how they actually, um, they, 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 in terms of how they, they get the deposit the proof of deposit uh, with everything being online and electronic these days it's it's actually not difficult for them to be able to to replicate what looks like a, a, a proof of payment by a bank and then they they send it off to you they'll either email it or somehow get it to you and then you see this and you think oh well the money's in my account and then you release the goods so in those instances obviously the perpetrator either may even come and collect it or may even give you an address for delivery uh, but of course when when the police go to that address, there's nobody there. They might have had somebody waiting. They they, they have it quite well planned. In other instances, they may um, show you proof of deposit. It could either be for goods they're buying or for services that you're rendering. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, I remember um, not so long ago there was a physiotherapist uh, who was going to be – who had a, 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 a so a, what was a potential – client to make an appointment for a session 
And, of course, the person said they didn't have medical cover and they then had to make a, depo- a cash, dep- well, a, a payment into the account of the physiotherapist. It's part of the procedure. And then shortly before the appointment, they, they called in to say that they had, unfortunately, were not in a position to, to come to the session, uh, gave some kind of story about why they couldn't and asked for the money to be repaid. And of course, the, the account, uh, accountant then makes the payment to the person only to find out a few days later that the deposit was a fake one. Sometimes they deposit a fraudulent check. Um, and by the time that goes in for clearance, they of course off with your money. Mm-hmm. So the advice that we give people, it's a simple thing. Whenever you're in that situation, Firstly, if you somebody buys goods from you, shows you proof of uh, of uh, payment, don't release the goods or don't refund any money for any service that's cancelled until you check with your bank that the money is actually in your account and available for your use. Don't just go in and look to see that there was a deposit of 5,000 rands. In other instances, I mean, they, they, they would come up with all kinds of stories. So again, it's very much playing on your emotions. You know, when they, when they're booking a particular service, you think they're a potential client, you're kind to them. Um, and, and in, in that way, they, they manipulate you really. So we, banks are finding more and more that their customers are coming through and saying, look, is there any way to trace, um, this particular person, and unfortunately, you know, sometimes they have, um, they, 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 they have, um, they use bank accounts of people who innocently allow them to use their bank account. Uh, and on that note, I could even sort of just mention things about money mules, um, where they, they, just so that they're not detected, uh, you know, when the paper trail or when the money trail is followed, they may go up to people innocently and they often use older people who are pensioners, um, mm. people who they know, um, maybe out of a job, but have bank account and for a couple of rands would be prepared to allow somebody to use their accounts. So in that case, you know, even if they ask for a refund, they may ask for it to be paid into that account. Then they're at an ATM with the person and they get their money and they're gone. And of course, you go and catch the poor person who allowed their account yeah, to be well, what used. happens to these people? Well, it, do they it, get prosecuted? It, it, it is a criminal offense. Absolutely. It is a criminal offense. Yeah, they, and that's why we say to they're people. They're enabling the whole Absolutely. Yeah. You're part of the whole chain of, of money laundering and, mm. and you are considered a money mule. And mm. so, you know, we, we, we say to bank customers, please, under absolutely no circumstances and for no amount of money, should you allow anybody to use your bank account. But again, I think we, you know, talking about the deposit scams, just, we just wanted to create that uh, awareness around it to say, you know, always just be very careful. Make sure the money's in your account before you actually pay. I think one of the legal talk people was caught. Mary wrote, she says, I was subjected to a person called Poncho and the request to reverse a payment into my account followed your advice, went to the bank. There was no deposit. It was a scam. And what apparently happened, I think, is that, uh, for example, if the quotation was for 2,990, the fraudulent deposit was for 22,990. And then 
they ask for the refund. Uh, so, so that's another yeah. scam, Gary. So, yeah. so, so we call it de- deposit and refund yeah. scams, you know. Yeah. So that's on the refund side. So that's a very common thing also. So what they would do is that they would make a payment exactly like you said. And I remember also just to give an example. Uh, I remember that there was a lady from a catering company. You know, she was in a small uh, business. She had been in a startup sort of company and was so grateful for the fact that somebody had responded to say they wanted her to cater for a particular event that they were having. And, of course, she gave them a quotation and they were very they very eagerly made <laughs> the deposit into her account. And also they, they said that they did. And then they sent a proof of the of the deposit and again they're very smart in how they do it they'll just add a 10 to the if it's 12,000 and something they may just add uh, an extra one or they add an extra, extra zero, zero yeah. or they do and then they come back to you and they say oh my god you know we, we, we are, I'm in a small business myself and my accountant made such a big mistake and we won't be able to, to run business we've got people to pay and we're going to close down you know something yeah. that, that elicits that kind of emotional response from you and then you, you feel so sorry for this potential client of yours that you, again, you go ahead and pay out. And of course, there's no such thing. Mm. And you're out of pocket. And unfortunately, many, many people have actually become victims of such scams. My biggest listener or someone I can count as, as a real lover of my shows is my mother. <laughs> like every Jewish boy. She was listening to you last week. Yeah. She said, do people really do these things? I said, well, they believe it, they do it. That's why there's yes. Zabrik around to, to warn us. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. you know, and, 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 and strangely, uh, you know, you spoke about how is, uh, uh, initially uh, the example you gave about somebody and it's an educated person, a professional person. It's, it really is not about whether you, you you, you are professional or not. They just go for anybody. And again, they know exactly what buttons to press. Yes. Um, they, they're pretty good with their research, I must say. You know, they, they know exactly how to, to get money out of people. And, and they're very successful quite often. They really are. Mm-hmm. You were, uh, I think I read an article in which you were quoted the other day. It says, and I read it, uh, Kalyani Pillay says that their team is extremely concerned, this is about cash, about the increase in cash in transit heists with more than 150 cases in the past year. Uh, we, have be, we have highly organized syndicates, highly armed, between 15 or even more people involved. This is a real concern right now, isn't Unfortunately, it? Unfortunately, it has certainly been one of our real pain points for 28, uh, uh, 2017. Yeah. Um, and, and this year we saw significant increases in the number of incidents. I think that those figures were probably earlier on. Yeah. Um, we, we're sitting with over three, uh, you know, well into the 300s uh, in terms of the number of incidents. 300 heists in one year. Uh, we're no, looking no, at… No, no, uh, uh, no, 300 cash in, in transit trans- attacks. And those Jesus. attacks are actually made up of various kind of modus operandi. Yeah. Um, cross-pavement attacks are, are, are very prevalent. And, of course, there are a higher number of incidents. That's where… The, the, the security personnel from the cash management company would be carrying the cash um, cases from mm. either retailer to their vehicle or the other way around. Uh, but we've seen, um, I think, just under 90 uh, vehicle on the road. The heists, uh, we, we call them vehicle on the road attacks. Mm. We've seen just under 90 for this year, huge amounts of money stolen. And yes, very, very organized and very skilled 
perpetrators with, with, with serious ammunition. We've seen, and I'm sure you would have seen earlier this year, I, also the one on the uh, uh, I did. The it was all Rand. over the social media. Yes, it, Lines, it, did it, you it, see it that went viral, those yeah. videos, because people yeah. were sitting on the highway yeah. in, in traffic watching this whole thing pan out. And that's mm. the arrogance of the perpetrators that we're talking about, where you know, they're in full view of everybody. Uh, and they go ahead and permit, perpetrate these attacks. So we're working very closely with the police. There's a number of operations underway. So certainly a very, very concerning um, uh, a number of incidents this year. I think one of the tips you give is carry as little cash as possible and and don't flood everyone with cash, but that's the way South Africa is. Most people are using cash still. Unfortunately, you know, and we, we, especially at this time of the year, you know, lots of people, uh, will be getting bonuses. And I've been saying that I hope lots of people do get bonuses. <laughs> uh, but in any event, even if it's not bonuses, it's cash that they've saved. And we've seen, you know, um, a, a trend. Uh, over the last couple of years and particularly last year, uh, you know, in the November, December period where people collected money from Stockfeld savings. Mm. You know, these are informal savings clubs. And it's so unfortunate that we had, you know, um, uh, over 40 incidents of where the Stockfeld um, member that was collecting the money was actually robbed of all of those uh, of, of the money and and it's terrible because there's people no insurance say, on that no there uh, isn't and people right. don't get get uh, paid out this money that they were hoping to get and what we're saying to to bank customers especially those that are collecting monies who have access to more cash and a Particularly at this this time of the year, you know, coming up to the to to Christmas and New Year and holiday time, we're saying you don't have to carry cash. You know, if you need to have cash, then just draw a small amount of money out. You can do everything, you know, electronically. You can pay with your card. You can pay your accounts with a card. Sorry, Kalyani, everyone gets a debit card, don't they? You get no. These days, there's no bank books, you know, so you you have to have a bank card. So if you put your salary goes into your bank, you get a debit card you can pay it. with yeah. you can pay with your debit card yeah. you can do trans if you don't have a, a computer and you want to do an online transaction you can go to an atm and you can do your transaction you, what you about the to- millions of south africans that are living off social benefits they get paid in cash do they have bank accounts? I, 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 I think I'm, I'm not 100% certain, Gary, in terms of, of what the rules are, but I actually think that they pay it into accounts. Mm. Uh, they do pay it into accounts and then, you know, so, um, a lot of people do get money coming out of, uh, out of, I mean, getting paid into the account, but what happens is that they go and they draw out the whole amount. And also with yeah. such a small amount that they, you know, within no time at all, that money is gone in terms of their own expenditure mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and, 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 and their living expenses. But criminals, you know, they don't care whether you're a pensioner or, or, or what your status is and, and how much of monies you have. They just go wherever the opportunity presents themselves. And obviously, old people are more vulnerable. Um, and so, you know, they, they, they just um, victimize those people. Mm. Sabrick does a wonderful job of warning the public against all this that you're talking about, plus more. There's some stuff that I've picked up. May I read it to you and then you can just dwell Absolutely. on it a bit? One of them, one of the statements you make is when paying with your bank card, always keep your card in view to mm. ensure it's only swiped once on a legitimate paint of, a point of sale device. Wise up and watch out. Keep your card in view. Yes, yep. absolutely. You know, the, the, there was a time earlier when we used to say, don't let the card 
uh, leave your site, you know, because in the old days they used to take your card away and do your transaction and bring you your slip to sign. Yeah. So we changed that. And of course, South Africans learned and they, they, they asked for the point of sale device to be brought up to them. Yeah. Or even when you're standing in a store, we're saying yeah. to people, make sure that it's swiped. And the reason we say that is because if there's a skimming device anywhere, even if the perpetrators may not be in the pos- point of sale device, but perpetrators are so smart in terms of how they conceal it. So, so the point of sale device is a machine that generally, if you hold it in the palm of your hand, would probably take your whole, you know, the whole, fit into the whole palm of your hand. And there have often been instances where they would put the skimming device on the side where you actually don't see it. So sort of almost between your thumb and the machine itself. And they do a swipe. In, uh, is this on the still point popular? I know it is very. It, 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 it's an, uh, it happens. We don't oh. always know exactly how it happens. We do know that cards are still skimmed. Mm. And so we're saying to people now, we're actually changing that even. You know, we're saying not only should it be in, the, your, in, in, in your full view, but you can actually not let it out of your hand. You can actually ask to put it into the point-of-sale device yourself so that nobody else touches your card. Mm. And people feel, shouldn't feel shy or awkward to actually do that. We're encouraging people. You know, you go into a supermarket. You say to the cashier, uh, you want to put your card into the machine yourself. You know, so that you start getting into the habit of making sure that only you touch your card. Good advice. True. Excellent. Mm. Brilliant. There's another one that was issued very recently. It's as follows. Your credit card details should never be shared indiscriminately. Especially not online Absolutely. Follow this tip to wise up and watch out Absolutely yeah. So we th- this is also another n- uh, Not negotiable thing People tend to want to uh, Email um, Or SMS their card details Their expiry date um, they see VV number. I'm not sure why. I don't know whether when they're doing a transaction, the person on the other side is actually asking for that information. We're saying that is a no-go area. Absolutely not. The only time you put your card details, your CVV number, it's also called CVC number, and your expiry date is when you're transacting on a safe site where the HTTPS is there, where the closed lock sign is there, and you're doing a transaction, then only should you put those details in. If at the, if you know often hotels in the older times and probably now some of those that are not uh, sort of geared up to do t- electronic transactions, if you're doing holiday bookings, very often hotels used to ask for you to send those details through by email so that they can can uh, confirm your your booking. We're saying don't transact in that way. Don't do it. You you would rather go and deposit the money into the account if you know that that's the the correct account that you pay into, alternatively rather go and sh- do a transaction or shop on another site, you know, just be awake. And also, I think very important, Gary, is people should register for 3D Secure. So so this they can do by going onto their bank's website. And again, remember, don't ever click on a link to go to your bank, ever. And also, don't even go to your favorites. <laughs> don't go to your favorites. And you go in and type it yourself. It's yeah. quick. And go in and, and register for 3D Secure. And what this does is that it's a second level of authentication. So when you're doing a transaction, you'd actually uh, get a one-time password sent to you. So second level of uh, authentication. Kalyani, there's some more. I'm not letting you off the hook. This is invaluable information. If you receive a one-time PIN without having requested one, what should you do? 
You need to contact your bank immediately. For one, don't give that number to anybody. Don't do anything but contact your bank to find out if somebody is transacting on your account because it's not you. Mm-hmm. So, so what the perpetrators have been doing, and this I must say, they're quite ingenious. So, so but by this time, they already have all of your details. They've obviously stolen all your, or they've got access to your, your, your account details, the, 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 the PIN and all of that that they need or password to do a transaction. They've lined up the transaction. They're about to to say pay. But, of course, they know that the one-time password would be required. So what they do is that they go ahead and they, they contact you before they, they hit this button. Mm. And they tell you that they've, they're from your bank. They're picking up that somebody's transacting on your on your account. You're about to receive a one-time password. They'll hang hang on, please, the minute the one-time password comes in, give it to them so that they can cancel this transaction. And, of course, you're in such an emotional state yes. because you, you get such a fright that somebody's about to, to do something and steal monies out of your account or incur debt on your uh, that you're going to be liable for that you just respond. We're saying don't ever. Nobody will call you. Your bank will never call you and ask you for your, your one-time password. Your mm-hmm. one-time password should only come to you when you are doing a transaction. Transaction, and in order to complete that transaction, uh, which is completely at your will that you've gone into to do this, but not if you just get a call uh, at all under no circumstances should you be giving anybody, not even if you receive a call with somebody saying, I'm the, your bank, we're running a routine check or we're busy trying to upgrade risk profiles or to just mitigate risk, uh, we need to just verify, please give us this, that, and the other. Put the phone down. Hmm. Put the hmm. phone down. Yeah, Call absolutely. your account manager yourself hmm. and say, have you been looking for me? Do you need something from me? And hmm. they will not ask you for that information on, ever. Kalyani, there's one person I think we must give some credit to. It's a lady who works for Savrick. Her name is Louise. Is Absolutely. It, yeah. Um, Tell us a bit Louis, about Louise. She's Louis. she's worked with me throughout. Yes. She's been unbelievable. She I, I think she works at midnight because I get <laughs> all kinds of emails in that late into the night. Well, well that's yeah. the caliber of the amazing staff that we have at Sabric. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of really passionate people, and Louise is certainly one of them. She's uh, joined the team ju- just over a year ago, mm. um, and I thought that because we in our last show for the year, mm. uh, I'd bring her along so that she can at least get to meet your team as well. Great. It's been lovely hosting you throughout the year. Uh, you, you really help us. This is good stuff. And we would like to thank all the banks for setting up Sabric and for you heading it up. Very, very nice of you all. Thank you. As long as we try and protect our money, that's what Absolutely. it's all about. Absolutely. And I think, Gary, we certainly appreciate the opportunity to come on to um, uh, Cliff Central and, uh, and hopefully everybody will wise up and watch out. Absolutely. What are you doing for Christmas? Going away. Okay. Are you driving? <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. For those for those people who are driving, wherever you are, drive Stay safely. Safe. Have yeah, have a lovely Christmas. Just watch your money and your cards and your phones and everything that goes with it. God bless you, Kalyani. Many Thank thanks you, Gary. and to your team. And until uh, next time. Absolutely. All the best to you, Lionel, and the entire team here for a wonderful festive season and a fabulous 2018. Yeah, Obrigado. Obrigado. Thank you, Lance. Yeah. This is CliffCentral.com.